everyone, and welcome to the Tough Love Terry podcast. I'm super excited because for the month of February, I am going to be interviewing self-portrait artists. And for today's episode, I'll be talking about myself. I am a self-portrait artist. And so I will be sharing with you why I do the self-portraits, what I've learned from them. And hopefully by the end of the month, you will be inspired to maybe take your own photographs. All right, so welcome to this little episode of me talking about my work as a self-portrait artist. I think it's important to kind of just walk you through why I started doing self-portraits in the first place. You may have read about this on my blog at some point, but I didn't realize that I used self-portraits to kind of help me with my loneliness when I lived in Korea until I was creating a course called Love Thy Selfie. And I went back and kind of explored why self-portraits were really important to me. When did I first start them? And I realized it was before I even considered myself to be a photographer. I was living in Korea. I was all alone. I was spending a lot of time with myself. Um, And all I knew was that I wanted to get outside into nature and I loved taking pictures with whatever I had. And up until that point, I really only had like, I don't know, we didn't even have cell phones. So I couldn't even take pictures with that. So I went and bought my first big camera which was like $700, and it changed a lot for me. It allowed me to transition from spending my time in bars and getting men to make me feel less lonely to spending time with myself out in nature and really just thinking through my thoughts while I set up my camera and learned how to use the camera altogether. And I didn't really realize that it technically saved my sanity, but also just like it allowed me to shift my behavior from something that was destructive and not who not in line with who I wanted to be and turn it into something more. It was through my self-portraits that I actually grew techno, uh, technically, I guess is how we would put it. I grew technically in my skills, understanding light, understanding the settings on a camera, and just really fooling around and figuring things out that way. And so from there, when I came back to Canada, I obviously started photographing other people and I got into the wedding industry, but I would still utilize myself whenever I'd have a creative idea. Now, this was before I knew boudoir photography was a thing, but I would take pictures of myself and there are some very interesting photos of me uh, where I would just be like, yeah, this is super edgy. I'm going to take a picture of it in my apartment. But of course, in your, you know, young 20s, you are you are able to stay up at all hours of the day. So I was taking photos in my apartment at like 2 a.m. I had no one really to help me. I didn't really know anyone that would let me take photos of them at that point. And so it allowed me to kind of build a portfolio and get better at my craft. From there, uh, I then became very much more known as a wedding photographer and I really shifted my work to doing weddings and family photos. And I didn't have as much time to focus on myself um, because I was busy editing other people's stuff. I was busy photographing other people and I really enjoyed the process of having somebody else in front of my camera instead of myself. But also, I wasn't lonely anymore. I had friends, I was going out, I was doing things and so yeah I was just kind of like dealing with life at that point point. 
And so I didn't really need self-portraits to save me. Then uh, when I moved to Winnipeg and I quit my job working in insurance, I took on this job where it took me driving around all of northern Canada, essentially, uh, up to different reservations and things like this, where I would go to take family photos and take school photos and things like that. And so I, again, was spending a lot of time with myself in my car. I was far away from my family. A lot of times there was no cell service on the reservations I was on. There was no internet, so I couldn't really connect with people. And so, again, I felt lonely, but I had my camera and all my gear because I was, you know, taking photos of other people. And I started a project. Um, it was during a leap year, so I called it uh, 366 Days of Me, A Project in Narcissism. And every single day for an entire year, I took photos of myself in different fun, fun ways. And that just gave me kind of a project to focus my time and attention on. And it gave me a, a reason to get out of bed. And it was actually starting that project in January that made me decide to put in my two weeks notice at my insurance job. Because what was happening was I was working insurance. So I'd go to work at like, you know, eight in the morning to start at nine. And then I'd come home at four in the wintertime. And so it'd be dark already. And so I literally would just wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. Um, and, it, and I was, I could feel myself losing a part of myself in this process. And when I decided, you know what, I'm going to do something where I have to get up every day, maybe do my makeup, maybe wear a certain outfit, like it got me excited to wake up. And it was that process of realizing that there was something in the world that got me excited to get out of bed that I needed to follow. And that encouraged me at the ripe age of, I don't know, 28 or 29 to put in my two weeks notice of a corporate job making a stable paycheck <laughs> to, uh, to go out and try this on my own, which is then how I found the job to get me up north. But every time when I think that I've done self-portraiture, it was as a means to save myself from developing like from falling into a behavior that would be destructive to me or who I wanted to become it became a really great distraction for me to spend time with myself um, in a way that my hands would be busy but my brain could process any hard emotions that I was feeling mind you when I started this project this was also after my dad had died and I hadn't really dealt with the grief so having you know one to two hours while I was doing these self-portraits kind of allowed me to just think whatever thoughts would come into my head and process them in a way that was healthier than distracting from them with alcohol or men or shopping or whatever. And then as I started creating my photography business, I, I was still doing weddings, I was still doing family photos and things like that, and then eventually got into boudoir photography, which is its whole story. But once I got into that and the body positivity movement was becoming kind of a thing, I really started to enjoy using my body as a form of activism. Uh, finally, I had a platform, you know, that, like Instagram or Facebook where bodies like mine could be shown in various ways of existing. And I wanted to take advantage of this platform that we had been given. And just start to say, like, look at bodies like mine exist and we're not always sad and we're not always sloppy and we're not always lazy or whatever people ascribe to bodies like mine. 
And so that's what started self-portraits as activism. But then what happened was I started really running my business as a business. It only took about four years. <laughs> but I started running my business as a business. And I got away from being in touch with myself. I got away from spending time with myself. I got away from um, knowing myself, thinking that I had to change who I was. Um, and really just giving all of myself to everyone else except for me because, of course, it's always easier to take care of other people than it is ourselves. And it really wasn't until the pandemic in 2020 that I really had to have some really tough conversations with myself about where I was going in my business, what I wanted to achieve in my business, what I, what mission, like how far I'd gotten away from the mission altogether with my business and the purpose, which we talked about last month. And what I, what I wanted to do because I couldn't photograph other people was I, again, just picked up the camera to start taking pictures of myself again. And it started with a 30 day project. I didn't, I didn't intend on going any longer than 30 days. I just said for the month of November, I'm going to do a picture every single day of myself and share a caption. And that did so many things for me. Number one, it gave me an outlet to not just share my artwork, but finally I also had an outlet to write. I was able to wake up every day and create a daily writing practice using Instagram as my platform. And the reason why I liked Instagram for that is because it gives me 2,200 characters, so I have to be concise in my, uh, in my messages, which is really great. So self-portraits gave me this opportunity to talk about really hard things that I experience or that I think other people might be experiencing and bring truth and vulnerability to the art form of photography. And using, again, my body as the form of activism, it was a really great opportunity for me to initiate dialogue and conversation around some really tough stuff. And then again, I thought that would only last for 30 days, but I enjoyed the process so much that I obviously continued to do self-portraits and I would kind of give myself a theme every month for the first like three months where it would give me a purpose about what to write and what to take photographs of. And then from there, I just was like, no, I just want to be inspired to create whenever I feel like creating. And it kind of took off from there. And that's kind of how, how self-portraits have really weaseled their way back into my life. But if I think about the pandemic, again, I felt disconnected from my community, as many of us did, not just physically, but also online. Politically, there was a lot of <clears throat> division happening and so a lot of, there was a lot of change happening, obviously, in 2019, 2020, 2021. And self-portraits just gave me time and gives me time to reflect a lot and think about the what I'm doing, where am I going, how do I feel about certain things. And I wouldn't always exit a self-portrait session with answers, but I would definitely feel clearer and more more or I would feel less anxious about whatever it was I went into the self-portrait with. And so having that time to myself is one of the things I realized was really important. Um, like while the photos are great, this is what I say with clients too, is while the photos are great, I have to say I'm worth my time 
because up until that point, I'd been giving my time away to everyone else. I had been giving my energy away to everyone else. And now all of a sudden I was like, no, you will spend time with yourself in your tiny little basement and you will create stuff. And it may not make you money, but you're still a valuable human. And it was in doing that process that I realized, number one, I became more content. But number two is that I am valuable beyond my economical productivity. And that is something that I didn't realize was such a tender spot for me to think about how I believe that I am only worthy if I am producing in some capacity. And, and so it was interesting. It was really a really interesting experience to step back and say, wait, I'm spending like two hours a day, for example, on myself. I'm not making money from this. I'm having fun. This is enjoyable. I'm not maybe learning anything, but I'm exploring things and I'm not making any money. Nobody else is benefiting from this. This is just for me. Okay. And my husband still loved me. My family didn't disown me. I'm still a worthy human. I still have clients. <laughs> like it just reaffirmed that I can do things for myself and people won't leave me. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this now, maybe by now you've watched Encanto and the person that I identify most with is Louisa, not just in my physical form, but also um, her song Under Pressure. A lot of times I think if I'm not in service to others, then I have no purpose or value on this earth. And that is a really unfortunate belief that I think a lot of people carry. And doing self-portraits allowed me to realize that, no, you were put on this earth to also just live and exist and create and enjoy. Like somewhere that message got lost with a lot of us. And so I hope this podcast will inspire you also to recognize that you are worth your time. You are worth just doing whatever the thing is that brings you joy. It might not be self-portraits. It might be painting or writing or um, running or something. But it's for you and you only and nobody else benefits. Though technically people still benefit because if you're happy, then people are happy. Right? And I think that's something we forget. Especially those of us that are empaths or human givers. Is we forget that our happiness does have a trickle-down effect. But that's not why we should do it. We should do it because we are worth doing it. We are worth our time. And if you don't schedule your time, and then other people schedule it for you. And so, yeah, that's kind of what I learned from self-portraits. The other things I definitely learn is like seeing your body from different angles is definitely good for the soul. Uh, seeing yourself in the outtakes, very important. Getting to see yourself from in, with different facial expressions that you've never seen before. Uh, it helps you just n normalize that you are not one way. You do not exist as a static form that was captured in a photo. That every split second you will look different and there's nothing wrong with that. That it is just part of what it means to be a moving human in the world. 
And so there is that part of it, which, and these are all things that stop people from doing their self-portraits. As you'll hear in the conversations I have with the other photographers we talked to this month, is that it is, it can be challenging to say, I'm going to take time for myself. I'm going to look at my body in all of its glory. I'm going to um, be creative and trust that what my brain is telling me is right, even though it makes me feel squidgy or even though I think people won't like me or even though I think it might cause contention or whatever it is, I have to trust that this is what I'm meant to say and how I'm meant to say it and how I'm meant to create. So many of us spend a lot of our times trying to conform to other things that other people are saying or doing or creating because we can see like you can see the metrics you can see what gets likes and what doesn't get likes and so on and that does have an impact on our creation creativity but self-portraits allows you the opportunity to just trust and reconnect that what your brain is telling you is the alchemy of all your beautiful life experiences, everything you've read and listened to and emotions that you felt and things that have come to you that whenever your brain shows you an image or however it works for you, Whatever this creativity that comes out of your brain is, just trust the process and 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 go with it and create with it. And and it is that trust that that trust between what our brain is telling us, because to be fair, our brains also tell us, you know, a lot of things that aren't true. But that's because we haven't developed self-awareness and self-portraits have given me the space and time to practice self-awareness, to question thoughts that come up, to say, hey, why do I want to do that or why do I believe that? And then trust that when I have a thought or an idea of something I want to write about or photograph, that it will be okay, that even if I create that, it will be fine. And that it's just an idea based on all the information I've collected over my whole life coming together to show me this vision or show me this inspiration or whatever it is. And that it can't be wrong because it is what it is. And so the more you can explore it in a visual form or writing form or whatever it is, the less likely it will take hold in your brain as well which I think is really important. Once you get it out, you can be like, oh, that didn't work out at all how I thought that was going to work out. So then you just kind of follow the rabbit trail and see where it takes you and then you end up where you're meant to be. So this is turning into a very like existentially podcast and I apologize for that. That was not the intention. I really just wanted, the reason why I wanted to dedicate this month to self-portraits is because we're coming to the end of my self-portrait course, the Love Thy Selfie course. Um, and hopefully there will be people that are interested in taking self-portraits. But also this is the month, uh, it is February, so obviously Valentine's Day. But did you know February 13th is self-love day? Which is why I created the course so it ends the weekend of self-love day so people can take their own photos for self-love. And so I just figured it was a good opportunity to kind of break down why people do what they do, how they do what they do, uh, their inspiration, what got them started, and all that good stuff. And yeah, I can honestly say self-portraits have saved me and allowed me to get closer to who I am and who I want to be. And I don't plan on stopping them anytime soon 
but who knows? I probably said that back in the day as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is it for now. Uh, if you want to read more, I will share the link to a blog post I wrote about the things I've learned from doing self-portraits. If you are interested in learning how to do self-portraits, I have a few tutorials out there. One through uh, the Portrait Masters uh, membership. I have one through there. I also have it through my Teachable site, which is literally just like Selfie 101. And then, which is more technical in, yeah, it's more technical. Like, here's how you set up your stuff. Here are the tools I use. Um, and then, of course, the Love Thy Selfie course, though I'm not sure if it'll become a standalone or if we just have to, we'll run it again as a, um, where I am, accountability course, where I, I am there to walk you through it. Because it's pretty, it's pretty in-depth. So, um, yeah, so there's a few different options there for you. If you head to my website and terryoffer.com and click on education, you'll see a bunch of stuff. All right. Well, my voice is running out, so I'm going to go now, but I want to thank you all for listening and thank you for hanging in there on the podcast. Um, and yeah, I love you lots. Thanks. Bye.